Hello, Elsie. Hi, Jess. How are you? Holidays. Happy holidays. You know, this is our first episode for January. You know, this is going live January 1st, right? We are welcoming 2018 with this episode. 2018, hello, with this episode. 2018, hello. Happy New Year, I guarantee you it's a cold day for both of us. (laughs) I can already see into the future and know I'm freezing my bloomers off. Your bloomers, huh? My bloomers, yeah. I've I've taken to wearing bloomers. That's how cold it is. Holy, whoa! I read over the break that there was this whole. It almost sounded like they were trying to make it scandalous, but I read that Kelly Ripa was saying Regis. It, the headline was Regis refused to talk to me on the set of live the live show and then you read a little further and it's like he didn't want to even exchange pleasantries he just wanted to save it for the show oh. and i was like and I actually they made it sound like it was and i was like well i totally get that i can't talk to elsie ever if i say too many things we have no content that's right i can't or- tell her anything i have to I kind of have to avoid her unless it's unless it's like the most superest personalist stuff <sighs> i don't talk to elsie about any like mundane chit chat very rarely <laughs> or or get details because then we have nothing to talk about here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, 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 yeah. isn't that weird? So, and I was just going to, I was just going to tell you, you know, since we're seeing into the future, my office is probably all finished. I have changed my daughter's bedroom into my new office. It's very pretty. I did notice, though, something strange. As I moved my stuff from downstairs to upstairs and I'm, like, unpacking, I realized for some reason I have a lot of random pieces of wrapping paper, like, in my office. Like, a roll of opalesque wrapping paper over there. I'm sitting next to, like, some gold triangle tissue paper. I don't know why it's in my – I feel like on some level my office, because it was right off the kitchen downstairs, became kind of a dumping ground for random shit. I think everybody needs to have something like that. So, so yes, yes. So what are you going to do with all the random – I don't know what to do with stuff. it. I really want to throw it away, but it's pretty. So then I – pretty box. <laughs> take it to the basement. I don't know. I just – I hate random nonsense that's up here. There's so much random nonsense. But other than that, it looks really pretty. Also, I have to tell you something else interesting that happened to me last night, actually, which if you're listening to this in January, would have been a week ago. I had a tickle in my throat, so I couldn't find like usually like a little piece of candy helps. And I was looking for a little tiny, just like something to suck on. I didn't have any. Scott had something. I go to his drawer and I see a piece of saltwater taffy, put it in my mouth, take a bite. It rips a crown out of the bottom of my (gasps) mouth. No, no. Now I'm officially a toothless hillbilly. It's like on the oh, side in the back, though. No. Oh, my it's God. It's so yeah. gross. Yeah, it totally. is really. I showed John when we got on Skype. I was like, look at my mouth. And he goes, whoa. <laughs> <gasps> That's funny. terrible. Oh, thank you, Ramona. <laughs> That's Ramona. Um, but yeah, so I have now a big hole in my face. On the right side, which isn't even the side I've been piddling with this year. That crown that I've been going back and forth on, I've been on the left side. So now I can't chew on either side. And it's oh a good... Oh, my God. It's a good time. So I guess that's a good way to uh, lose weight. Oh, my God. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... Nah, there's always Sometimes... milkshakes. Okay. No, I mean, All right. So there's that. That's, there's that always... correct. Honestly, there's... sometimes when I'm feeling particularly... Uh, weighty i wish for the flu <laughs> what 
Because then I could lose weight and stay in bed. It's the dream. The sickness diet. I should knock wood because I really don't want the flu. Because my my son little boy just had the flu and it was terrible. How how has your Christmas and New Year's been? Well, we don't know Uh, about New Year's yet. We'll have to talk about that on the 8th, but. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's, I mean, the Christmas time was really great. I mean, it was lovely to be here at home. Since we haven't recorded in so long, a week before, was it a week? It was about the 18th or, yeah, it was on the 18th, I think. The 18th, December 18th, the van didn't start. And of course. that's right. That's like a horrible thing here because we are really remote. And so there's really, there's nothing around. Like you don't, you can't take a taxi. You can't take a bus. There's no Uber, like two na- no grocery no, yeah, no delivery, Uber, no grocery. Yeah, none of that stuff. And so anything that we need, we I mean, we do have a grocery store that's fairly close. It's like seven minutes driving. So it's mm-hmm. very close. It's lovely. But it's not in a like you can't just walk to it because it's in a really awkward place. And anyway, the thing is that we didn't even have our decorations, none of that stuff. And I was like, no way. This is so messed up. We, what are we going to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. But fortunately, Randy was, he's very handy. He's like, God bless him. He's, and I know that, I mean, he's so good at it. But now, you know, and now heading into middle age, he comes up to me and he goes, I just want things to work. I already <laughs> did this. You know, I already did this. I've already fixed all the things. I've already done that many times over. He goes, I just want I just want things to work. Like, I don't want to half-ass put things together to make it work. Right. But thankfully, he is very handy, and he has friends that helped him walk in through it. And I think it was like the starter motor. I think that's what it's called. So he had to go get that part and put the part in and do the thing. And he fixed it in a couple of days. So mm. that was great. But we yeah. ended up not going to Pittsburgh because the girls are sick. And we didn't want to take any sickness to... Anybody else <laughs> other than right. being in the house. Um, so. How was it not having family for Christmas? How was it for you and how was it for them? I think it was really lovely. It really was. I think that they don't really, they didn't really know the difference too much, you know, and this was, I think that this was the first time that we've been only us. Like we haven't, mm-hmm. yeah, we've never had this before. I think Ran and I like spent our first Christmas together, just us. But even then we went to his mom's house like the next day. Mm-hmm. This has been just us. Like we didn't even, we did and we, and we couldn't go anywhere because the girls are sick. We didn't, you know, so it's like we couldn't, we were essentially at home. And I think it was great. I, I cooked a ton. I made mm-hmm. so much food for us, like different, you know, cause I'm like, I want to make something special. So I was cooking and, all kinds of stuff. And the girls, I mean, everybody was great. We watched movies. What did you cook? Presents. I cooked a uh, cauliflower chowder with bacon. That was really yummy. I made a savory shepherd's pie. That was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made one of my special dishes. It's called huevos a la flamenca. And it has all kinds of like veggies with prosciutto and... Um, no flamingo? No, no, no flamingo. No flamingo. No, no, no. Um, and chorizo. And then what's really cool is that you eat, you heat that up, you know, you like cook it up and then you put it in the oven and you crack a couple eggs on top of it and then you bake it. And then uh, it's so tasty. I love it so much. So, yeah, <laughs> those are all the things I made. I don't know. I see yeah. when the van breaks down and you can't get into 
town to get groceries and stuff that the goats get nervous. But that might just oh, be me. Oh, my God, the goats. We haven't talked about this either. Maybe, no, jo- John, do you know John? No. No, he doesn't. Know. I have no idea. <gasps> okay, dude. We have a pregnant goat. Get out. <laughs> I knew he was going to react that way, and I still was excited. Yeah. We have a pregnant goat. So get this. So this is crazy. Okay, so you guys, those of you guys who listen to the show and have known all of these things, right? The van broke in the, like, right before we left, our first van, the, you know, we got in a car accident. And um, so we didn't have a car and whatnot. And but then we still ended up going to Pittsburgh. And when we went to Pittsburgh, the goats went to be babysat by other people that have goats. Yeah. And there was a a one-year-old male goat. And he was one. And uh, he, I guess he got one of ours pregnant. And he was only there for like two weeks because he was sold. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know. And then Randy kept like going, you know, she's looking a little bloated. <laughs> And he was like, I I hope she's not pregnant. And then he keeps looking and I guess her, you know, he, she's showing all the signs. So don't we're getting us, ready to have. Tell us what the signs are. Well, I yeah, no, I'm meaning like her udder, like her udders dropped. Yes. You know, udders. that, those kind of signs. Speaking of udders. And then Randy was telling me that she smells like goat milk. Ew. Like, and I know. And I was like, well, he's like. And I go, how do you even know? Like, how do you know what goat milk? Like, I haven't smelled goat milk and I can't even remember. God. So I think we're going to be having baby goats. Oh, my God. <laughs> what would be, I'm just wondering, is it worse than finding out that you yourself <sighs> are pregnant or not? Oh, my God. I don't know. I really, yeah, I think it would. Yes, because with the goats. You think it's worse? Goats, You'd rather have your own kid? No, no, no. The goats are, I would rather have the goats have babies. Okay, because cool. you can yeah, always yeah. give those away whereas yes <laughs> yes and I'm it's sorry. probably it's not, not yeah no you it's, can you know give why it's away. funny because it's not me <laughs> yes i know and it's just yeah crazy Love so it. now rand's like building a kidding barn and all kinds of stuff and i'm like what are we gonna do with baby goats i mean so baby goats so if anybody wants a baby goat and it's a mutt because we have pygmy goats. They're not the tall goats. They're like the squatty to the ground goats. And I'm not sure what kind of goat this one-year-old goat was. So this is going to be some kind of other mixture. I'm sure they'll be cute. But if, hey, anybody wants some baby goats, I think we're going to be having some. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. There's that. So what are we going to do? So about, how about you, Jess? Um, with the scoop with your holiday uh, ish time. So let's see. We went to the beach to. It's hard, it's hard to say spread Emily's ashes because we basically just chucked her into the ocean. Because um, she was well, it's very a, hard to spread. Yeah, because I mean, I saw the pictures. It's very hard to spread. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> a big that fan area. of putting the pictures of the actual chucking on the internet, but was she in a bag? No, I no. have bu- <laughs> no. I bought her an urn with some of the money actually that people had donated to me when. So I never did talk about like what I did with that money, but I had enough to like take care of some things for her funeral and get food for people to come over after the memorial, as well as donate money to a behavioral therapist. 
in Utah that helped Emily with horse and animal therapy, which is something she really loved. And ten set each session was $150 and they don't take insurance. So I donated enough for one girl to get a full 10 sessions out of it. Which was ama- which is amazing because it's like I want you to pick someone like Emily who really needs it and feels like they don't have you know I want you to choose someone that you think she would like and they did um, and gave them ten sessions of horse and and farm therapy and then also we bought this urn so my idea was since she was so young that I wanted to spread her ashes in the ocean because she, this way she would get to travel and you know she would be fluid she could go anywhere I don't like the idea she didn't want like the idea of being buried I didn't want to bury her because anywhere I bury her she would be trapped so the ocean was kind of a nice idea so I got an urn that I thought was going to be the size of say like a crystal ball a seashell that was made of like biodegradable it's almost felt like paper mache, but then was painted to look like a seashell. It ended up coming and it's the size of like four pizza boxes. It's huge. It's like the biggest fucking thing you ever saw and heavy, heavy, <laughs> not just the I- urn, but the remains are heavy. Uh, yeah. Then right after Emily died, Scott got sick with pneumonia. And then, you know, one thing led to another and we just never got a chance to do it. So now on the year to the date of when she died, my dad happened to get a condo in the at the Jersey Shore. And we went to the Jersey Shore and my ex-husband took his shoes off and climbed up on some rocks on the beach and just kind of flung her into the ocean. And then he did a whole dramatic thing where he just stared at the ocean for 20 minutes, which in which time Isaac had a meltdown. Because it was cold and loud at the beach. Oh. So Rob is just staring off into space where his daughter, which, by the way, it floats for a few minutes. But because it was close to the tide, like we, it was at the tide, it floated and made everyone panic. Like, oh, my God, she's going to wash back up on shore in like 20 minutes. But she didn't. She finally floated away. And then basically it's supposed to sink down and then dis- disintegrate within two to three days. So, yeah. So um, crazy. Yeah, I mean, her father had a flair, has, I don't want to say had, because he's still alive, has a flair for the mel- for the melodrama. He's a very dramatic, emotional guy, which stands to reason I keep marrying these fools because I have no, because I'm dead inside, right? So I keep marrying like the most emotional motherfuckers I can find, I guess. But like, yeah, so we flung her into the ocean and then he... Went home with his uh, with Nate's stepmother and Nathan, and then my dad and Scott and I stayed at the condo for a couple days, explored the Jersey Shore a little bit. We took Isaac to something called the Sea of Lights, which was like an aquarium, a small aquarium on the boardwalk that was like all lit up for Christmas, and it had all these great like Santa and snowman and elf displays that we could play with, and he's touched a stingray, and he was so excited. It was really a nice time, actually. So then for New Year's, I think we're going to spend New Year's with our friends who also have a little one, Isaac's age. At the Please Touch Museum here in Philadelphia, they do a countdown to noon for kids where you count down to the new year and then they release like confetti from the sky and give you firecrackers and stuff. So that should be kind of fun. Yeah. Philly does. They also do a 6 p.m. fireworks show for families so that they don't have to make their kids stay up till midnight, which I think is brilliant. Um, so we might pal around in Philadelphia for the day. I don't know. 
that's what the New Year's. Oh, for Christmas itself, we were home by Christmas. Wegmans here has pre-made foods that you can just stick in the oven. And they had a garlic studded rib rib roast, which is basically prime rib. So we got a rib roast and then some pre-made sides and had like a Christmas dinner without having to do like basically any cooking whatsoever. It was brilliant. Oh, wow. Look at that. I know. That's pretty rib awesome. Roast. Rib roast for Christmas. I would like to have a Christmas magician that's better than just like sitting on my ass in my pajamas though. But I don't know what to do because first of all, I'm not Christian. Right. I know that other Christians are busy doing their Christian thing that day. And I mean, I did go, we did go to the movies and we saw Ferdinand, which was so cute. I love was Ferdinand. It? it was really good. He did not behave as well as I would have liked, but oh. I mean, he, he kind of got bored like halfway through, but um, I made him stay and it was fine. But like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of traditions I could do either or who I would even want to do them with. I kind of just want to travel, but like everyone always says like, I'm just going to travel on Christmas every year. Like I actually do want to do it. I just don't know where to go. The beach was nice, actually. That was kind of a good thing to do, but I don't know. It's weird. Is it really? I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine what it's like to have it be a meaningful religious holiday. And I certainly can't ask two people who have celebrated it as a meaningful religious holiday every year. But people are always like, oh, the holidays are so hard for you this time of year. And in a way, yeah. But not because it's Christmas. That has nothing to do with anything. I never celebrated Christmas with her, ever. That was Rob's thing. Oh. I've never had her or Nathan for Christmas. So it's not like she ruined Christmas because there was nothing to ruin. I've none, like she and Nathan would go to their dad's and Scott and I would go to a hotel room in Philadelphia, eat at the Continental and then get, and then get room service for breakfast or go to some crazy Christmas brunch and eat everything in sight. Like, we, we don't celebrate. It's not a religious holiday in any way. So, like, I don't know how to make it meaningful. I don't know if I, you know, it's weird. It's like a weird time of year now. It was weird yeah. before, but now it's compounded with weirdness. <laughs> now there's like a lot. I think that it's perhaps whatever happens is going to happen for you to create the stuff, you know, whatever kind of thing you need to make. Because it's, you know, I was raised the way that I celebrated for many, many years and what was a big part of my life was that Christmas Eve was a really, we celebrate Christmas Eve. Like usually like Latino people, that's what you celebrate, Christmas Eve. Oh, really? So you do a Christmas Eve night party, which I think, you know, Claire Pelletro posted in the Business and Babies Facebook post how she, like, I think she was like, you know, she goes, the party started at nine or something. Dinner was served at 11 and her poor little baby girl had a melt meltdown, Holy crap. you know, because that's usually the way it is. It's like our party started anywhere between eight and 9 p.m. That's that's when they began. We would all gather in there and then we would not have our dinner until after midnight. At midnight is when everybody gives each other hugs and kisses because baby Jesus was born. So Merry Christmas. I mean, the entire party, hugs and kisses, celebration, hugs and kisses. I love you merry christmas god bless you kind of thing and then after that happened that's when dinner happened and then after that that's when dancing and karaoke and crazy stuff happened until three to four in the morning that's when everybody would go home and then we would essentially sleep in until like noon mass on christmas day and we would go to mass and then come home and then open christmas presents and sort of like be you know feeling sort of super exec tired 
from the I night before. I can totally get behind Christmas karaoke. I don't know about y'all. That sounds Yeah, like it was fun. crazy. So that's how I celebrated for years. And in El Salvador, it was the same thing. The party was always on Christmas Eve. So I thought Christmas Eve was the thing. I didn't know Christmas Day was actually the thing the when thing? I was a little thing. Because I, I thought Christmas Eve is when the people come and the presents and the party. Because right, we open right. presents, right? So then... You know, coming to this country, we continued that sounds like on that. like a much that. more fun way to do it, I have to say. Right. It's totally awesome. So we came to this country, and it's like we did it forever. But then when I start moved away, finally, <laughs> when I moved for, to Pittsburgh, you know, it's it's so mellow. Like, there's no real party. <laughs> it's all like there, nothing. Nobody does anything on Christmas. I used to do a party as a kid. We went to my parents' friend's house. They would always invite over all the Jews. <laughs> Well, because they were the only goys in the fam- yeah, in the in the friends true. group, yeah, so yeah. they invited us all over, and we would have a big party for on Christmas Eve at their house. And it was so fun. Yeah, and I kind of miss they're, that. They're so fun, and so here there is no none of that. Like, and it's very mellow. Christmas Eve is like nothing. It's really just waiting for Christmas Day, and then Christmas Day is like okay. Awesome. Well, Christmas Eve, I think, for <laughs> most people, is wrapping. Right, you're. They're doing. They send their kids to bed early so they can finish up the Santa surprises. Yeah, putting shit I guess, together and like. But that's not like the way that we play it because everything's already ready. Because there's no way anybody's going to stay up doing the extra stuff if you're having a party till three or four in the morning, unless you just keep going. Right. So. Oh right, right. Good so point. you know. Anyway, that's kind of what it was. So I've had to kind of get used to it. Sort of like, what do we do? And then I think that there's also part, Jess, where you have to sit with it and just be like, okay, that was interesting. Uh, Yeah. Maybe next year we'll try something. You know, and I think that it'll slowly develop into the things that you want to do. Like we get one of our traditions is to get we do the tree very late. We, you know, we get, we put the tree up like probably somewhere between the 21st and the 25th, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, so we have very late sort of decorating things for Christmas. Interesting. So, yeah. So I noticed on Facebook, there are three major types of Christmas people. One is the all is calm, all is bright, merry everything. I love this time of year. I'm the happiest I've ever been every Christmas. One is, oh, my God, I'm so stressed out. I have a thousand things to bake and do. And no matter what you say to me, I'm going to be the most stressed out and busy of everyone I know. I'm late. I am unprepared. I haven't done anything. I'm broke. I have to travel to eight places. I've made everything difficult for myself this holiday. And then three, I hate Christmas. This is a sucky time of year. Everything sucks. I'm depressed. My life sucks. And like, there's yeah, no in between when it comes to Christmas. You are, in fact, one of these three people. Everyone is one of these three people, unless you're a Jew. Right. And then, I mean, but, but I mean, like, I've always been a Jew of an interfaith family, but I'm not like Laura gets presents for the in-laws and helps Izzy and makes cookies. I never did shit for Christmas. If he wanted shit done for Christmas, he was going to have to do it with them. And he would come pick them up and take them shopping and do cook. Whatever whatever goys do, he would do. I wasn't doing any of it. I didn't buy him a Christmas present. I didn't give them stuff to give him for nothing. None of that. I am out of Christmas. Once we were divorced, Christmas was not my problem. The end. <laughs> And like, sim- because similarly, I wouldn't expect him to do that for Hanukkah. I don't want right. his help with Hanukkah menorah cookies or whatever. 
Yeah, so the tradition was to go away and and be indulgent because it was the first real week. Like, it's really the first week that we knew no matter what was going to happen, we wouldn't have our kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, the only, you know, any other time they could decide to come home, they were never going to do that on Christmas. So, um, but I just thought those three, those three people, it's so funny that it's either like the best thing that's ever happened to them, the worst thing that's ever happened to them, or overplanned, unprepared Christmas Overplanned, person. unprepared Christmas person. <laughs> Yeah. Don't you think? Did you notice that? Is there anybody I'm missing in that scenario? I was just looking at the pictures. I have to say. Yeah, I can't be any of those people, though. I haven't. um, I I didn't go online very much. I was dealing with my girls. You know, it's like it's been I've been totally not into almost anything online, really. I've been doing work by myself, but not like engage too much in social media and um the only time that i would do is i would go on once a day and look at pictures like i would just scroll and look at people's happy pictures with their families so i didn't really see any of the other stuff so i can't Mm. really well i'm a nosy bitch what do you want me to say i'm very nosy (laughs) and i like to know i like to know what people are doing and there's a lot of like how do i get through this and a lot of ecstasy and then a lot of like stress and wine yeah. and cries for wine and coffee because of the new yeah because I, I don't know it's like it's yeah, oh and I, then there's the people who start december 1st talking about all the great things they're going to do in the upcoming year that's number four new year's bullies oh new year's number bullies. four is like the new year pushers let's get started for 2018 how are we going to make it better how are we going to make it different what are you going to commit to what are you going to do challenge yourself take on the world make it different make it better get healthy get fit get organized get your business going (laughs) oh my god (laughs) can i please just eat my prime rib shut up (laughs) so okay so speaking of that though i mean we do need to do a little bit of a look back yeah, you know, let's talk about what year. we've accomplished for the past year and maybe what we want to do for this year. That's fine. But there will be no bullying in this no. podcast for what for for what we're going to do and what you should do. Right. We no. No. So, no. um All right. So what do you feel you have what was your best accomplishment in 2017, either yours personally or for she podcasts? Well, I think that you know the whole uh Hall of Fame thing. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh that probably was. Um, well, it didn't happen to me, so you can't expect me to remember. I know, well, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? But the Hall of Fame thing, and I think, um, in terms of podcasting, and my thing, it was probably the E League. You know, like mm-hmm. doing the E League this year has been really huge for me. Do you I feel think. that your career has changed in any way from being a part of the Hall of Fame? Do you no. feel more? I mean, oh, you know what? I do. Do you feel, feel more I, validated? It's not even val. I think it's. Um, I don't know if there's a word for this. Uh, when you when you feel like you're awesome, like Confident. that you can't. You know how you guys were talking earlier about t- having a seat at the table, kind of thing. Accomplished. You feel accomplished. Y- yeah, and yeah, but there's also another feeling too. It's not necessarily. I feel accomplishment is sort of like, yeah, I did that. Like you know, yeah. like you that. But it's not that. It's like. Yeah, I ha- yeah. have a seat at the table. Like, yeah. yeah, I have all of these things that I do know. Like, there's a sense of... Yeah, it's like you feel deserving of the praise you've gotten, finally. Yeah, but I also feel like I do know something. 
Like, you know what yes. I mean? Not this necessarily no more, discerning. It's sort yes. of like, no I have a point of view. syndrome. Yes. Yeah. I and think, is valid. that what it is? Yeah, validated, I would say. You feel validated. Yeah. You have a point of view. Your point yeah. of view is sought after. It's sought after for a reason. It's because you know your shit. When yeah. you can feel yeah. that way, I think that yeah. word is validated, although it doesn't feel the word feels less exciting than the feeling. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's like, yeah. I, see, I don't know if that's the right word, but so yeah, that's how I feel. So I'm I do sure feel like I have an opinion a, and I also right, feel yeah. like, cause before, I mean, and it's really weird cause it really is mindset. It's not that I didn't know this before or I wasn't this before. It's just that there comes like this energetic shift where you kind of go like, um, yeah, this is my seat and this is my stance and this is what I have to say. The end. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of feel sort of like that um, before it was more like I would see people commenting or, you know, when I say people like, you know, the experts in the industry having these lofty discussions about all kinds of things and, you know, podcasting industry. And I was always like, I really don't even want to speak up because I felt like I had nothing, to, not nothing to say, but it was something like eh, my thoughts aren't I don't know. It's not going to really add to the conversation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal. It was essentially like that. Whereas now I'm like, well, uh, even though I don't want to add to that conversation, I do have this conversation and I want to bring this up. Interesting. So, so it's a different thing, I think. So, yeah. Those are the things for me this year. How about you, Jess? Being in, in print an Entrepreneur Magazine, that was pretty cool for me. Oh, yeah, right? That was kind of awesome. That was for She Podcast, not just me specifically, but it was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Holy monkeys. That's right. I mean, that happened like the first year. uh, I mean, the first week of the year. So it's easy to forget, but I did not forget. It was pretty cool. And then um, hitting 8,000 women in our group. First hitting 7,500 and then 8,000 in our group. Like I'm just being able to say we have 8,000 women in this group is like, I can't believe it even comes out of my mouth. That's how amazing it is. Similarly, I also, even though I'm not inducted into any kind of Hall of Fame, I have now taught enough about podcast advertising, specifically how it works, 101, how to take advantage of it, how to go after it, what I've done enough. I feel like I finally done enough research and have enough resources at the tip of my fingers to feel like an expert in this field. And I'm starting to see people describe me that way, you know, in ways that are like, duh, she's the expert at this kind of. And it does, even though I don't need other people's opinions to validate me, the fact that I'm feeling like the expert at the same time that other people take it for granted makes me happy. So that's kind of cool. And... I loved doing a presentation for the Advertising Association of Advertisers of America or whatever the hell, the four A's, agency, Advertising Agency Association of America. I always get it wrong, but it was really fun um, doing that for them. They were really fun to work with. And I felt like that was a big accomplishment. And then, I don't know, I think, yeah, I don't have anything like the E-League, but I do, oh, oh my God, and merging and being acquired. That's right. Duh. Having my agency be bought and acquired and working for True Native Media and starting to build, that is actually huge because I will say that like a lot of people are just like, so how's that merger going? Still good for you? Are you miserable? Mm -hmm. They keep waiting for me to be like, oh my God, I'm so miserable. But it is seriously the best thing that's ever happened to, to me at least. I hope Heather would say the same thing. As soon as it 
merged, all these huge opportunities started happening, like bigger advertisers, bigger shows are coming on board. We have a staff. We have like a mission. It feels like, whoa, it feels like a real live competitive company with the networks. And it feels really good. I mean, it only had just happened like this past month, but it finally feels like I'm playing, as John would say, I'm playing pro ball. It feels good to be like part of the pro football team. That's you know, that part's really exciting. I do want to, for the coming year, develop more one-on-one coaching and consultation. I did that here and there. I want to really drive it next year and like either do group or personal consultations on how to grow, you know, how to grow and monetize one-on-one podcasts. Um, And also put out the course that I've been wanting to put out for a long time on, on teaching people how to do that on their own without an agency. So I'm excited about that. That's my goal for next year. And maybe finally put out and eat a book, like a self-publish a book about podcast advertising. It's all written. I just can't seem to get it to the darn printer. It's ridiculous. No, I know. There's there's so much information and craziness. And it's it's funny how I've been looking back to what what it is. It's like I felt like last year we were sort of like what I felt is that the she podcast itself like ran. You know what I mean? Like it was like going so fast underneath us. We were just like on top, kind of like yeah. riding. Yeah. <laughs> and, we would like, and we would like, you we know, jump off. We were surfing the wave of jump off. podcasts. Yeah. And there was really no, we were just like, because we we had all of this other stuff happening. And I mean, looking back at all the episodes that we did and and, and like, because I, I actually just added all the titles inside of our Trello board. And it's kind of neat to be able to like, look through all of that and see like what everything was that we covered. And, you know, we started, or at least I started in a really crazy emotional way. You know, that's when we had uh, Officer Mike Byers on at the beginning, you know, like sometime in January and February, I was having like personal crazy time happening. And I remember that was a big impetus for sort of taking control of my life and all kinds of things like that. But I remember emotionally, I wasn't ready to do anything for a while. I was just sort of like off of my game. And I think that you were emotionally in a different place as well. I mean, having just gone through what you went through last year at this time, right? So I think that there was a point for both of us where we sort of were like, well, we kind of have to deal with some of this stuff. And it wasn't necessarily a cohesive here, let's do this together and let's do this together because there were so many different changes the entire time. I think I that we had a slow start to the year because of Emily. Right. I think that you were trying to be very sensitive to the fact that I was just trying to keep my business afloat without falling apart. And I think that probably most people who are working with me were just kind of waiting to see if I would fall apart in the first couple of months. Like I could like we couldn't just February decide to do a whole nother version of podcasting school for women. Right. Because yeah. I, I had to make sure I mean, I guess I still am at the, am I still at risk for this? I don't know. I think part of selling my agency is me kind of like not blowing up my life a little bit, but like honing in on what it is I want to do all day. The agency turned into something that I didn't want to do all day when I was doing it by myself. Now that I have other people to do it with, I get to do the stuff that I do want to do all day. And Mm -hmm. she can do the stuff she wants to do all day. And I don't have to worry about that. She doesn't have to worry about this. And it's the dream. But for the first couple of months there, I didn't want to do anything. It took me a while before 
I don't even remember most of January. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't remember the week she died. I don't remember what I did for Christmas last year. I definitely don't remember New Year's. I kind of remember staring off into, well, what Laura told me the other day is on Christmas, my sister was here. I didn't even remember that. And I just kind of like sat in my pajamas and stared at the TV all day while they just kind of conversed in the kitchen about what to do with me and then brought me food. Hmm. I don't remember any of it. They were just like, should we bring her something to eat? I tried to get her something to eat. Did she eat it? I'm not sure if she ate it. (laughs) (laughs) Two Jewish mothers, you know, like trying to mother me as I was just like, I'm good. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm good. I don't remember any of it. So like I didn't really snap back into reality probably till like February. And then by then I couldn't just start a new project because I had to figure out how to slowly function with this in the back of my mind all the time. So it was hard. So 2018, I think, is going to be I'm definitely stronger. So I feel like we can now focus on projects that we want to do like I feel like we just sat uh, sad because we just for you guys listening we just had this conversation like last week is the first time we were just like so what do you want to do I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's Thanksgiving it's, what should we do for this year right I know it's just uh, that's actually what it felt like it just felt like there was just one thing after another after another after another I mean it was it, you know when I was looking back at some of the stuff it's like First, it was that crazy stuff at the beginning, at least for me. And then yeah, trying, oh yeah, and then I yeah. launched the E-League. It, literally, the reason, one of the reasons I took that step is because I needed to feel empowered. I needed to feel like I, I felt like a sitting duck at the beginning of Actually, the year. Actually, as for, I recall, it's because you had a tax bill. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's what I'm saying. I did have you a tax bill. You were just like, you know what? I have a tax bill. I'm going to hustle this shit up. And yeah, yeah. It, 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 yes, you found a way to pay it that empowered you, which I thought was yes. cool. Well, that will see. The thing is, that was sort of like, what do you call that? You know, when somebody just. <laughs> I love this game with you. Yeah, I know. Like when somebody like just like it's that last it's like that last thing right because at the beginning of the year I literally was feeling like I was a sitting duck I had you know personal things happening I was feeling very scared um is you you mean like had it up to here kind of thing no because of the the ex business yeah yeah yeah. that was happening and because of that you felt like a target yes I felt like a target yeah I felt like that and I felt completely victimized or I made myself feel that way. I was f- afraid. I thought uh, I was deeply anxious. Um, I didn't know how to handle m- most things at that time. I-, I felt completely ungrounded for months. I just mm-hmm. felt abused and scared. Like that. I can't, I, that's all I have to say is like scared. Just crap. Just scared. And well, not for no reason. You haven't really talked this much about this. No, on the show, I haven't talked about that. You didn't that, really I, make this up in your head. Like you had someone no. who was bothering you. Yes, I did and have you like, feel this way. Even yes, though he I was actually hurt you. He was right. acting like you could. Yes. And so and given that this person really very much resembles Donald Trump <laughs> in the way that um, the the world revolves around him in this way and there is a sense of entitlement and real aggressiveness and scariness it made me feel like that the entire time and so there came a point where now and of course the whole tax thing came into place and I think what happened is I sat with all of the feelings and I was like I don't know I don't want to feel like this anymore I don't want to feel like I don't want to be able to feel this scared and this disempowered 
and this victim, like, I don't want to feel like a victim. Like, this is all happening to me, right? And I I, I think it was just like this mindset. I, I, was, I remember I was sitting on my bed and I, li- I said, fuck this shit. This is happening, man. And I, <laughs> oh God, and I like sat down. That's two curse down. words in one. I know. <laughs> and wow. I just quickly shifted. I, like, I, I think I had a notebook and I crafted out how I was going to make things happen. And I made it happen in three weeks. Yep. Yes, you did. And I was so amazed. I, I, I was like, what? And then from conception to end. So mm-hmm. I know that it can. And so that I feel really put the fire under my belly to recognize that I could do it. And it started the transition to shift out of things. And also, you know, part of it is that I didn't feel like I could really bring all of this to you because you I were know. going through your own stuff. That. I was you just know? thinking I, I must have been very lonely because you didn't want to burden me with it. Yeah. That I mean, sucks. That and also me the other thing, too, though, Jess, is that my emotional state, I know what it was like. I know the fe- what that feeling was like, and I didn't want to even bring that energy to you more because I couldn't even stop it. It's not like I could hide it. Like, let's say if we were hanging out together, I would have been awful to hang out with as well. <laughs> you know, well, we I, did I, hang out in Florida, but yeah, you were pretty frazzled. I yeah. Except I got those wonderful green Uggs from you and my life changed when I got those. Stop it. <laughs> I love them so much. Me wearing the Uggs in Florida, I was like, oh my God, this is so great. I'm never going to take these look off. look very ever. fly. You look very fly in those green Uggs. So, but yeah, so that's, that's why, idea. you know, and, and I feel that you know, I don't want people that are listening, you know, to think that sometimes when you're going through things in your life, or if you're like trying to transition from one thing to the next, I don't think that there's an easy answer as in like, okay, month one is when you do this. Month yeah. two is when you month do this. Month one, catatonic. Yeah. Month two. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. sometimes it takes- Make a plan. Yeah. yeah. It takes time. <laughs> and if you start to push before you're ready, it's not going to happen. You know, if you start to push before your your mind is ready to follow through with that, I feel that it's a disaster waiting to happen in some ways. The balls will be dropped in some way, shape or form. I do think I, I do want to ask you this and feel free for either one of you to answer, because I do notice that there are people who are rewarded for being like a get shit done kind of people. And then there are people who always talk about getting shit done, but never do it. And I just want to know, like, because this is how it works for me. I ruminate and I marinate and I think about the situation and I'm like rolling over in my head how to fix it, how to fix it. And then I will just be sitting there and then boom, just be completely disgusted with the situation and then make it my mission in life to make it different no matter what it is. I mean, that's how I started my podcast. I was, Mm -hmm. you know. God, I feel so lonely and I kind of want to be a speaker. Bam, podcast. Two weeks later, Lady Business Radio happened. Like it was just mm-hmm. like I couldn't even stop myself. And so and similar, it's kind of seems like that's what happened with you in the E-League. You were ruminating, marinating, and all of a sudden I'm disgusted with this. And then mm-hmm. you change, yeah. right? Right. Yes. Do you think I, those other people don't have that chip? I don't know. Or do you think they're not truly disgusted enough with the situation to make anything different? That's the question. It's yeah, not about or, how do you achieve success, but but rather how is it that certain people can have accomplishments and feel accomplished and then other people are just like, well, I tried to do this, but then I changed my mind. Then I tried to do that and it wasn't really what I wanted. You know, it's kind of like just nothing ever happens. 
I think that's what it is. You know, with in the E-League, I talk about having the uh, one of the things that I keep bringing forward all the time is like, what are the conversations that you want to have? It's part of the tenets that I have, the essentials, what I call them. Because the reason that things like this work is because you really have to key into that conversation that you want to have. The things that you can't shut up about, the things that you think about all the time, the things that you that trigger you, the things that you love, all of that stuff. Because if you don't have all of that to in, it's not going to happen. And so what I feel that people do is that they really are looking for whatever the expression is, the course, the podcast, the, you know, I don't know, anything that comes up is is really coming from a, a desire to emulate what somebody else has done or to have the results that somebody else has done without knowing what the conversation is that they want to be having to do, to be either fed up, like you were talking about, because that's how I felt as well. Like, how come yeah, nobody's talking just, about this? Just Like, disgusted. just stop it. Yeah. yeah. And so, but that's the conversation that you want to bring forward. You have to have that much emotion or not emotion, passion or desire yeah. to, to make it happen. Because if you're doing it, because if I said, let's say with the Ely, what if I said how to make $10,000 in three weeks? Like I couldn't sell that. Like that would be the course that people would want to buy. But right? that's what you did. Exactly. That's what I did. But the thing is, that's not the, but that's not the course that I want to sell. Right. You know what I mean? And so, and the, the, but the whole point is that's the, the thing that people want to buy. Then they'll buy it and they'll repeat everything I said and they are not going to get the results. Why? Because they don't have the conversation. They don't have that mindset. They don't, because I could do the same thing to, again. I mean, I could just replicate it and not get the results if I'm not in alignment with what I'm selling at that point, with what I'm really pushing forward, because it was really... It was grounded also not just in making the money, but it was really grounded on what I wanted to create in the world. And it happened. I mean, that's what I'm the most proud of. I'm most proud of the the caliber of women that I've been working with and how they pushed me and how strong I feel now as a as like my in my conversation, in the things that I want to talk about and that I know what I'm talking about. That's awesome. So another thing that I probably won't accomplish this next year, that I really wish I would, but I just have a feeling I won't, is I would love to have a little shop of podcasting swag, like t-shirts and keychains and fun shit like that. Like with our little, not just she podcast sayings, but like fun things like podcasters do it for an audience, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I just, I know I'm never going to get to do it, but I want to, I want to, I want to so much. And then also... I want to do a live event for She Podcast so badly, but I never see a pocket or a window of good time to plan it. Yeah. We even, even have people to help us with it, and I still can't seem to get it off the ground. Can I just step and, and, in here for a second? I'll probably, cut mo- I'll probably cut this out, but I have to say something because I've been listening to this what? right now. And the fact that you two are sitting here and, and you do not have a She Podcast convention or She Podcast uh, event like like podcast movement. When you sit there and tell me you have eight thousand members in your Facebook, I room. know, John. I know this. It's so hard to plan it. Listen, I understand it's hard. Okay, and the fact that you have everybody that you need is in that group. You've got planners and and people that do all this stuff for a living and all that kind of stuff that you could tap into and make a podcasting conference. Cheap podcast for women only. I don't even know if you can do a women-only thing, but if you did it for women-only thing, 
and you would have it, and you could have it anywhere. You could start it on the East Coast. You could have it in Washington, D.C., or somewhere between the two of you where you could do this, and it would be amazing. You could, think of the women speakers that you could have. Think of the everything that you could do. You know, all that empowerment that you want to give to women and everything like that. It's right there. It's low-hanging fruit. I thought that's where you guys were going with this. Yeah. I would love to do it. I really want to do it. Then do it. Well, but I don't think Elsie really wants to do it. No? <laughs> no. Not really. No? I have a hard time with it, yeah. She doesn't want to do it. You do it all the Mm-mm. time. You're at every conference. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. I really, uh, I've, I've been trying to open myself up not to be such a horrible, my energy around that is just so not okay with it. You're an introvert too. Well, yeah, I just, I, She's yeah. She's the worst kind. Do you remember the episode when I said I want to spend time with Elsie when she gets off the floor, but I know she has to go upstairs and eat chocolate naked? <laughs> yeah. Like she has to like strip off all her clothes, curl up in the fetal position and eat organic chocolate until she can calm herself down. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't a joke. Oh. That's exactly what she needs to do because she she talks to so many people all day that the I you should I told you when we were at Disney after doing oh our God, event right. and then saying goodbye to people whenever she was good for like an hour and then she just wasn't able to speak <laughs> we walked around disney she was just like a deaf mute next to me i'm chit-chatting with her parents i'm like skipping down the lane like dorothy with the lion and the tin man and elsie <laughs> is in the back like, rrr, 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 like twitching <laughs> she's like twitching a little that is and, like, totally me yeah it was, and it's it so was, hard because it like when it hits me it hits me and i it's like that's one of the reasons every time i went to parties like i had to go by myself meaning i did i hate it i hate it if somebody else like if somebody wanted to give me a ride if somebody was like let's go together I was always like, nope, I want to go by myself. Because that way she can leave. I totally so I could understand. get out. See, that yeah, well, then mind. how do you do a live event with someone who isn't who isn't interested in planning it, isn't interested in yeah. making phone calls about it, doesn't nope. really want, you know, I mean, all she wants to do is like show up, talk about the things she wants to talk about and bang out. Well, then you just get somebody else to do that other stuff and just let Elsie do Elsie. <laughs> well, that's what we have. We have that. I did figure that out, who to do that with. And it shouldn't stop you. Elsie can just be Elsie. She can just come in and just do her thing and all. Like, it it blows my mind because I watched that video of you guys doing the She Podcast thing at the last podcast movement or wherever the last thing you did. And she was springing off the stage and running around with the microphone. Well, it's so great. Well, it's funny because I've done that all the time. You know, I'm like a... I love the stage. I love the stage in the same way that I love. You just when I was don't teaching. like the planning. No, no, no. And I also, yeah, but I love the stage. And then when I'm off the stage, I'm done. Okay. Like it's oh, it's over. You know. And so like, yeah, I'll be on when I'm on. But I just, it's the other part. It's just so hard. It's well, then so just hard. get her out of the planning. Uh, if that's the problem, then that's no problem. Yeah. Just it's don't not just have the her problem. plan. It. Just it's tell also her about when to show where... up. Where. Yeah, but I can't just say, hey, Elsie, we're going to do this in L.A. She, that's not going to work. I, ha- I mean, it has to also. Why would you do it in L.A.? Why wouldn't you do it on the East Coast where you're close well, to Well, because if we did it in L.A., we could get speakers like Anna Ferris. You know what I mean? If like, I, they're not going to come to Asheville. I'd have to pay for that. So if we want, you know what I'm saying? Like if, you know, if I want speakers who are okay. willing to travel and I don't have to pay them, well, if, I have to do it somewhere uh, 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 where there's speakers. Listen, I, I'm with you. Okay. You're, look at you reaching for the stars. I'm all about that. But like right now. Well, see, that'd be awesome. That's why, what I'm saying. Why can't, can't, you, with why, why can't you just start out small and then build into reaching for exactly. the stars? Exactly. Of course. To me, see that the, what I would do if I were doing something like this, it actually would be small. 
It would be like less than 100 people. See, that's 50. never going to work. 50 people to show up and do like... I already know 100 that's people what I would that do. want to come. Now, you got to do... Would, like, it, even the it, thing that Joe does here, that uh, podcast, the uh, Mid-Atlantic podcast thing, how many is there? Like 150, 200 people? No, he got like 90 and, or 80. But like... This, this year? I thought there was yeah, way more than like that. 80 people. No, it's usually around 100. It's small. But I mean, I don't think that Elsie and I could limit it like that because people oh. will be angry. Yeah. See, wanna... I don't think so. I yes, don't because would. because we when every time we've done something, we haven't. It's not like people are like everybody's like everybody's when I'm going to know. That's different. You know what? We're tagging people... it on to other events that they're not attending. So then you just you clip it. You say we're doing a, a thing and we're doing it for a, a 200 people and the fir- is first come first serve and then you clip it and then you see if okay. there's anybody. Now here's another wrench she's thrown in for me. Go ahead. <laughs> We're going to limit the amount of people. Right. We're going to tailor it so that the location is somewhere where Elsie doesn't have to travel, be too far away from her family, which is Asheville. Okay. Right? Then she says, I don't want to do it unless it's super accessible to everyone, including women of color. But her point is we can't put together an event that that they can't afford to come to. You can give scholarship things away if you want to do that. That's what I said. Everything you've said so far, I've answered. Yes, I've, I've answered. You come to me, Elsie, and I'll give you a reason why to do it. You start out and can do one at 150 people if that's what you want. You can do it. I mean, and just for the record, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to be inclusive of women of color. I just think I don't think so I've either. never planned an event that I had to then consider like who can afford to come to this. And it's not. I mean, you could also make it a contest where they. You know, I don't feel like anyone's doing that for me. I don't think anyone's planning podcast movement going. Can the white Jewish moms come? Like, <laughs> I don't think they give a shit. Well, again, because there's a, a social element in your. Yeah, that's true. OK, yeah, so so what you're going to do is you're going to give away you're going to give away 10 spots. So you could do that. You could do that again. She's not doing any of the planning. She's just showing up and being Elsie. Yep. So all she has to do is get there. Well, I feel like you've sold it. Has he sold it, Elsie? Has he sold it? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I mean, you're making this a lot tougher. Yeah, I understand you. There's things you don't want to do. Then you don't do them. you the boss. Well, if we're going to do it that way, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? What? Yeah, because we'll we'll always go to Pittsburgh. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, per- Pittsburgh's perfect. Pittsburgh's perfect for podcasting. I mean, it's good for me because I can get a flight from Philly for 100 bucks. Right. Perfect. Pittsburgh's perfect. Oh my God, I would never have even thought of Pittsburgh. Isn't that funny? Right. You have like uh, you have family backup that can help you with the kids. Well, you could, and if, if that's the case, you could technically do L.A. if you could figure out a way to get your family there without Randy. Yeah, but a that's not. Yeah, thing. L.A. is not. It's too expensive. Happen. Not like that. Pittsburgh's perfect. Yeah. Pittsburgh's and perfect. you have to. You also have to remember that driving in L.A. is out of control. That's true. It's narrow. It's like right. insane. And my yeah. parents live. An hour. I mean, it took me three hours to get home with a uh, shuttle from LA. So, how long would it take to plan an event like this? A couple months, five months. All right. So, January. So, if you wanted to put up an event on in like mid October, November, would you be able to do it? Or does it have to be this year? The planning could be this year, the event could be early next year. I mean,. We could technically do it, but what about, but MapCon is first week of September, right? and DC PodFest is second week of November. Doesn't matter. I mean, I understand that there's women that go to those things and all, but they other other podcasting conventions will hate you because you're going to drag all the women away from them to go to your she podcast thing, because that's where they want to be. 
Work It was October 3rd through the 5th, so it would be like in direct competition. Okay, so you might want to do, you want to stay away from Work It. You could actually make it in the summertime if you wanted to. Summertime would be good. You know, somewhere around mid-July, people could be taking vacations, their kids could be off. I don't know. What do you think, Elsie? Oh, well, this July, I don't know what we remember, podcast movement, like. It was in Philly. When is that? The end of July. Oh, I thought that was in November or something. No, no, it's the no. end of it's July. Last week of July. Oh, my God. And then, um, yeah, so there's that. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Elsie? Is your mind racing? All right. Well, we just planted a seed. Let it grow. <laughs> Let it grow. Let it grow. Let it grow. I just. Let the, like those little goat babies. Let it grow. Let it marinate. <laughs> let it let it form. There is a way of doing this where Elsie doesn't isn't out of out of her element and isn't out of her comfort zone. And it's just going to take more planning on Jess and whoever you decide to do this with. Yeah, and all you have to do is show up and be Elsie. How great is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to that laugh. She wants to stick her finger in my eye right now. For me, she doesn't believe that's actually ha- going to happen, but I think it would. I just think you have this big giant pool to tap into. If anybody else had th- that amount of people in their audience, like John Lee Dumas, couldn't attract that many people. Well, he has a cruise that he does. And how many people do you think go on that? A couple hundred. Yeah. If you put up 500 spots, people would, you would feel, whatever you're going to fill. Elsie, do you want to do a cruise? Hell no. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't mean to hijack this, but I'm just saying that there's no, amazing that's great. way I think you should of. should leave it in. Okay, guys. So what do you guys think? <laughs> should, I, should I jump Is on John board? right? Should we just, should we just bite do the bullet it? Would and you do come? it? Would you come? Let us know because if you come. Of course they'll come. Well, you can thank let us you for know believing feedback in us. ShePodcast.com. You can let us know on the Facebook group or the Facebook page post. You can let us know on Twitter at ShePodcasts. Tell us if you want us to do it, when you think would be a good time to do it, and if you would come. Obviously, the ticket's not going to be free, so don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> but we would love to do it. I would love to do it for you because I've never seen, I've not seen very many parts of this world and I'm dying to travel. I have a terrible wanderlust. I'm willing to go anywhere. Pittsburgh wasn't my first choice, but whatevs. I hear it's nice. So I'm willing. I'm willing to do it. You know, I'm sure there'll be other places in the future if we continue to do it for a while. So let's try it. Why not? Hell yeah. Let's go. All right. All right. Well, well, well I guess that should wrap that us up. from Elsie. Elsie. Like, yeah, okay. I'm going to kill you, him. <laughs> are you going to go in the fetal position after this call? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, probably. I'm going to have to send her organic chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. Oh, my God. Hey, listen, there's a, there's a big world out there, and they all want a piece of Elsie. You know what I'm saying? And, no, and but you... not only that, it's an opportunity for her to have all the conversations she wants to have with all the people she wants to have it with. Yeah. You, I mean, that's a way to affect global change that we don't have just by having a podcast, you know? True. It's a way of really impacting people that you can't do over over digital communication, as much as we would like to. It's totally different in person. You know, either when this is done, you'll either say, John, what a, boy, that was a fantastic guy. I'm so glad you did this. Or you'll punch me in the face. Either or. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll oh accept it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. That's so funny. All right. I guess we should wrap it up now because we've been chatting for a while. Yeah. Um, sorry I opened this can of worms, but I am excited to hear what the people think. Um, so again, please let us know. Also, if you want the show notes, it's sheetpodcast.com. And I guess we will see you for us after the new year, but technically for you guys, it'll be next week. So thank you so much for listening. Love you. Mean it. 
She doesn't mean it today, I don't think. But <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>